The Jet Sweep Show. With your co-hosts, it's Harris Todd and Josh Smokey L. Nelson. Presented by True North Fantasy Football. Welcome, fantasy footballers, to week 14 edition of the Jet Sweep Show. This is Smokey and I's fourth time listening to our own intro song because <laughs> even though this isn't vodka, I'm acting like I am completely blackout drunk, and I am not at all. For those of you tuning in for the first time, we really appreciate this. Usually we're on the ball. This is a rapid fire show where we break down the key events of the weekend of football and what that means for your fantasy football team. This is my co-host, Josh Smokey Nelson. I still, I, I did it four times, still did the wrong way. And <laughs> your co your co-host, it's Harris time. Will Harris, we've got a lot to pack in tonight um, because I screwed up the intro so many times. <laughs> That we're going to go really quick here. So um, we've got something really fun for everybody that uh, if you didn't make the fantasy football uh, playoffs or maybe you did and you want to get in some uh, action in the fantasy football community, True North has got you covered in a really exciting lip sync contest, which is really, really cool. Um, Smoke, you put out some really great (laughs) disturbing videos but exciting nonetheless. Um, and I think that I'm going to uh, going to get involved uh, myself, but it's, you know, it's yes! true, North, yes! true North crew. Um, Monkey Knife Fight uh, is uh, throwing us some pretty wicked prizes. So, Smoke, do you have some details on how the people can get involved here? Yes, absolutely. Like, this is the easiest thing in the world to do. And it's not just for people who are out of the playoffs. Maybe you're uh, doing so well in the playoffs or you got a first round bye this week. You're looking for something to do other than just, you know, playing against a ghost team for shits and giggles. Uh, So what we want you to do is to do, you know, Twitter has a limit of two minute and 20 second videos. Uh, So do a lip sync video within that time limit and tag uh, at True North FFB on Twitter and use the hashtag that you see below down there. Hashtag lip sync knife fight because we are sponsored by monkey knife fight. Woohoo! Uh, absolute favorite of the Jet Sweep show. But yeah, they're going to be throwing some uh, site cash in, some site prizes, and TNFF's going to be throwing in some prizes too. This is going to be so much fun. Um, Yeah, once the selection process is done, we're going to get 16 teams, and we're just kind of bracketing them up, and uh, the public's going to vote. We're going to see how this goes down, and it's going to be so much fun to roll through these. We might have some different themed rounds and stuff like that, but uh, stay tuned. We've already seen, I've already seen three or four submissions already, and that's only been uh, 24 hours, just over 24 hours since we announced. It's going to, it's going to be pretty awesome. True Northers cannot enter. No, we're, we are, we can't even influence. We can't retweet others' uh, stuff or, you know, try to influence the vote in any way. Um, yeah, we're, we're being Every, completely everybody neutral that, on this. Everybody that's listening to the Jet Sweep show, whether you're watching it live or you're listening to it on podcast form, um, yeah, you can bribe me however you want. I am completely – you can influence me, send bribes my way, uh, no offer is too small. I am completely influenceable. <laughs> Full transparency. Trav, if you're watching, don't care. People can bribe me. That's fine. <laughs> Smoke, is it also is it also true? Because you seem to be a lip syncing. Um, you know, Trav seems to think that he's the the king of the 
the true north. Lib- I don't I don't know if he's got this locked down. I think that you're pretty good. But is there available coaching from yourself if you know uh, a member of the collective A team would reach out and ask for help? Is that Absolutely. When have I not been around to help my fellow people? I mean, I just did a, a theme song for Jules' podcast, The Point After. Man, that video intro that uh, Dan May put together is just fantastic. And that last episode, woo, love it. Jules is getting some big names on there, man. Big ups to big ups to you, buddy. Love you. And yeah, you know what? Uh, my good friend, uh, Brian Bailey, the FF Aviator, who does a kick-ass kick, kick Dynasty Radar piece every month. He says that I am cheap to bribe because I'm Scottish, and this is incredibly true. I am cheap bribe, so please, if you are in the lip sync contest, you can bribe me 100%. I will probably <laughs> have my judging rights um, taken away. I'm sure that that's going to happen. But there's a lot of TPS reports in your future. There's a lot of TPS reports. There's always a lot of TPS reports in my future, so it uh, it is all good. Um, so TPS reports for those that don't know, uh, movie office space. It's also Travis Seals, the found one of the founders of True North Fantasy Football. It's also his initials. And anyways, I get I get a lot of those reports. We also have something really exciting to share with our listeners. We appreciate you tuning in every single week. It means a lot to Smoke and I. It means a lot to True North. We've got great engagement. We've got great fans. Um, and we want to give back. You know, we got the holiday season coming up here. And, you know, um, you might not know this about my co-host, Smokey, but he is incredible at the Reface app. So, <laughs> so incredible um, that it's almost borderline disturbing what he's able to do. Hey, but, I stay on brand. <laughs> But just to give you everybody a little bit of a sneak peek out there, if you want a personalized Christmas card from Smoke and I, at the Jet Sweep Show, and ask for a Jet Bandit Christmas, and you will get something very special from Smokey and I. And this is just a little sneak peek. I don't even think that this is the finished product, but this is just a sneak peek of what you can expect by at adding the jet sweep show and asking for a jet sweep, sorry, a jet bandit Christmas. So just a little, <laughs> little sneak peek of what could potentially be in your future. The jet bandit Christmas, the jet <laughs> bandit Christmas. So smoke, we're going to jump into it. We got a little yeah. segment called monsters and mortal men. Which I think is, uh, you know, quite uh, quite fitting for this week at hand. Who are your monster monsters and mortal men for week fourteen? Because I got a couple. Well, for me, uh, it's first. Well, actually, they're both loves of mine. I, I've got these guys. Uh, well, one guy who is my monster playoff performer for this week. Uh, I've got him a lot of places. Most of my dynasty rosters are foundationally built around this kid. Uh, it's Jonathan Taylor, JT, whatever you want to refer to this kid as. He is the truth. Uh, today, 150 rushing yards for two tutters and two receptions for 15 yards. Uh, in most league formats, that hovers around the 30 fantasy points mark. Uh, oh, 
count me among the people whose belief in JT didn't falter. Uh, in most of my important leagues, JT, like I said, is anywhere from RB4 to RB1 on my rosters. Uh, you were finally seeing the emergence of JT, and it is glorious. Uh, like, he was doing pretty good leading up to the bye, and then after the bye, whatever happened, you know, COVID plus little injury or whatever, but he he's here, man, and he has a great schedule to close out the year. And going forward next season, he's going to be a top 10 back in AP. ADP. Book it. Redraft and Dynasty. Uh, will people trust guys like CMC and Saquon near the top when JT showed out like this down the stretch? I mean, recency bias is a hell of a drug, man. What, what, what do you think about JT? Dude, man, you know where I'm at with JT. Been there since day one. Grabbed him everywhere. I was all in on him in, in redraft as well. And mm -hmm. it's one of those situations, and I was talking about this earlier in the season. It's about patience. I equate it to, you know, the corollary was already there. Nick Chubb, people, you know, what was it, week seven or week eight of his season? He was he was being dropped. And, you know, as a smart um, fantasy uh, fantasy gamer, you were picking him up and storing him on his bench because it's just a matter of that he was going to get off. You look at the efficiency metrics, you look at what these rookies can do when they have the ball, and you bank on that upside. We talked about it here for the last couple of weeks. You bank on upside on your bench. That's what you do gearing up for the fantasy football. Cam Akers is another prime example Yes, of that. Everybody's done their victory lap and, and then some on that, but we were talking about it here like three weeks ago and talking about Cam Akers. JT is just dynamite. We always knew it would be. Weird situation. I don't know. You know, I think that we talked about Frank Reich's daughter or something like that, and uh, maybe there's some truth to that, but Let's face it, guys. It's always been this way. Hines isn't it, and of course, um, the uh, and and Wilkins isn't it. JT JT's the guy here. He's playing behind one of the best O lines in the league. The Colts the Colts team as a whole is on a roll, big time. Mm -hmm. They and they could actually be pretty scary in the playoffs. A couple weeks ago, I was calling them pretenders, but they've shown they've shown a lot of fortitude in the last uh, in the last couple of weeks. And yep. I think that they're I think that they're legit contenders with that defense and the way that the the way that the offense is rolling right now. So he's a, he's going to be an absolute monster down the stretch. Another monster that's just ha happened all season long, and it, it, I don't think enough people are talking about it. Is that Travis Kelsey gives such a positional yeah. positional dominance to fantasy football this season. And it's not even close, especially with like um, usage not being what it seems for some of the like some of the key backs. Like Aaron Jones and Kamara got off to a great start, but now we're seeing them get tapered back in terms of their schemes, and you know probably that they're gearing up for serious playoff runs. We understand that Travis Kelsey's numbers this season, week to week, is like an RB one. Like he, you can you can bank twenty points on that, and at the tight end single position. He gives you such an advantage every single week that Travis Kelsey is a monster. And, you know, I've talked a lot about tight ends and going late round tight ends. And it's it holds even more true now. It's if it's not Travis Kelsey or George Kittle, like there's no point of drafting these middle tier guys. Like there's no there's zero point to it. You know, um, if you sunk draft capital on Tyler Higby, tell me how your team tell, tell me how your teams are doing. So my monster is Travis Kelsey. He just brings it every game. You know, he's over 20 fantasy points. If you're in tight end premium, oh my geez. Oh. Like, 
it's even we're not even talking tight end premium so he's my monster but let's talk about some let's talk about some mortal smoke who's a who's a mortal that uh came came down to earth this week well you actually mentioned him uh just previously it's uh another one of uh, my guys that i love it's aaron jones <laughs> today he was a mortal man when uh, he has often not been, and he has the talent to be a monster out there. But today, 15 carries for 69. Nice, but not. Uh, rushing yards and two receptions for six yards. Uh, the hashtag free Aaron Jones movement is alive and well. And can anyone tell me why? He is the RB5. This is so infuriating to see one of the most talented backs in the league, a guy drafted uh, by fantasy players as a value RB1, be neutered in front of a national audience. Uh, Detroit is one of, if not the worst run defense in the league. This could have been a matchup that made double A-Ron's uh, four-touchdown game versus the Cowboys last year uh, just look terrible. Pain. Uh, what 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 did Aaron Jones do to Lafleur? Like we're talking about what JT did to Reich, man. What what, what did Jones do to Lafleur, man? Uh, his usage is perplexing at best, criminal at worst. But Green Bay is winning games in real life football, while Aaron Jones is losing fantasy players matchups. Uh, what's worse is can can you even sit a guy like this? Uh, like I recommended to sit Jacobs this week, but Jones he he's a tier above Jacobs. No, you, you can't, and it's 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 heartbreaking. I love Aaron Jones; he's so talented. You know what? I hope that Green Bay doesn't sign him. You don't deserve him. I hope he goes to the Falcons. Absolutely, I think that he's a phenomenal talent, one of the best backs in the league. And I had that situation. I'm sitting on a playoff matchup right now that rides on um, the person that I'm playing, playing the Steelers defense, because I rode Aaron Jones instead of a Cam Akers. Uh, or instead of um, Chris Carson, because Aaron, it's Aaron Jones, and you know. But for football purposes, the Green Bay Packers want to win a Super Bowl, and Aaron Jones need to be a big part of that in the playoffs. So you understand it from a football perspective. But we're a fantasy fantasy show, Smoke. <laughs> God, you got to bring it back always to why it's fantasy relevance, and you know, exactly. I'll stay. I'll stay on the theme of Green Bay as somebody that's kind of came down a mortal. I don't think that he's quite hit the heights as the other players that we've um, that we've talked about. But it, this has got to be something that will be frustrating, especially if you're building um, around this player and dynasty and and in season long. Like if your championship hopes rests on uh, Robert Tanyan, like you're in tough man because we've seen this time and time again. Is that that third option? In the Green Bay Pack, uh, in the Green Bay Packers uh, receiving game changes week to week. Could be MVS, could be Lazard. Could be <laughs> it was MVS this week. It was MVS this week, and you know what? It sucks because I thought I thought that Tanya could be a guy that we plug and play and could yeah. put up some some monster performances. But this isn't this isn't this isn't how Aaron Rodgers rules, right? <laughs> no. It's Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones if he's getting um, if he's getting a high snap share and then the third guy is who knows right so yeah Robert Tanya is someone today that you know has shown some some monster performances this season I think that the talent is there the upside is there but he was a mere mortal this week and something to really monitor and if you're putting your championship aspirations on him I mean I would look what's still out there in season long what's on the What's on the wire? I'd rather take 10 points than three. Yes. 
Absolutely, you know I, man. I, and especially, you know, depending on your matchup, you know, you want you might want to bank on the floor as opposed to chasing that 20, 30 point ceiling that he kept he could give you if Aaron Rodgers throws the ball his way. But we yeah, don't you know. know before before we pass on to that, you know who could provide that same kind of ceiling and who actually showed it today? Mr. Mike Gasicki. Mr. Yeah. I can't read a cameo script, Mr. Mike Gasicki. Still loving fantasy wise, but man, <laughs> work on your reading game. <laughs> but no, he showed his ceiling today before he got injured, man. He can produce with Tua. I'd rather bank on a guy like that than Tanya right now because I think the ceiling is more achievable, even though it's likely similar. Yeah, and that's a guy, this is our next segment, that's a guy that I was super, super high on in the offseason. Smoke was, I think everybody at True North was. Tanya did have a tutter, that's from Bailey, so I guess he wasn't completely irrelevant, but he's not putting up the 20-plus points that we expected of him, nor is he flirting with the tight end one numbers, so uh, that still holds true. Bailey, I know that you always just love to keep tabs on me, so thank you for that, big man. Appreciate you. (laughs) This next segment is a little bit of injustice for all. So these are players that coming into the season, we were either extremely high on and we got it right. And we were extremely high on and we got it wrong. Gasicki is another, um, is another example of being patient with the player. We've seen the talent. We knew that the explosion was going to happen. Dude, the guy sees a 55% slot, like a slot snap rate. Like it's insane. He has the highest slot rate of tight ends in the NFL. So mm, it was just a matter of time. Love it. Wait. But we're not always that lucky um, in terms of, uh, in terms of guys that we put our chips in on. Uh, Smoke, who's someone that you went in on this year that just hasn't, hasn't panned out yet? You know what? I'm actually going to reverse that around a little bit. I'm going to go with a guy that I was totally out on before this season that has just proved me wrong. And it's <laughs> this is the apology tour right now. Uh, and it's uh, Justin Herbert. Uh, <laughs> I know. Look at Looking back in hindsight now, it's like, what was I thinking? I wasn't. I was going off of scouting reports instead of using my own eyes. I had read up on that his decision-making was slow. You know, he kept his eyes down. Uh, his processing was not up to speed or whatever. Uh, had there been a preseason this year, I think that would have changed my mind with Herbert. I would have seen him get a little bit more action. We could have seen him in actual game with the supporting cast, man. Uh, the weapons alone should have given me pause. Uh, he has a great receiving cast, including Eckler, who is now back. Uh, he's currently the QB8 in fantasy, while six of the seven ahead of him have played an extra game. Uh, he has 185 rushing yards for three tutters and uh, 3,467 passing yards for 25 passing touchdowns. Incredible numbers, especially as a rookie. Uh, Herbert's the real deal, and I was so wrong. I'm sorry, Justin Herbert. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I didn't believe. You know what? Hey, I was I was skeptical as well. And I think the preseason thing is a great one. I mean, it all, it all boils down to who's evaluating this talent. You can't always trust what they're saying, right? Until you've seen it in a, in a real game in the NFL, in an NFL game, you don't know what these players have. Josh Allen is a prime example of that. I mean, he might not be showing it this evening, but he certainly showed this season that, you know, uh, talent, talent evaluation doesn't mean 100% that that's going to, translate to the NFL and Justin Herbert 
the good thing about Justin Herbert is that because people were so cautious about him, you could course correct early on in the season and jump on the Herbert bang, bandwagon because there's a lot of people that I think thought, what, hey, this is just this is just a, uh, a, a plane that's kind of taken off and it's going to falter, but I think Herbert is set to be a oh. superstar in, in, in this league. So, hey, man, you weren't alone there. I certainly, you know, wasn't all in, and it wasn't like you had to give up a lot to get him um, in the uh, in the draft process either. But uh, hey, while we're while we're talking about uh, superstars on the rise, I gotta go to a guy that I was super high on, and that's Justin Jefferson, who has been absolutely lighting it up. Before this week, he was WR nine for fantasy on the year. And all you know, there again was a lot of speculation. Well, he's going to the he's going to the Vikings. What will the pass volume be like there? Guys, AJ Brown should have taught us everything that we need to know about drafting talented rookie wide receivers. Landing spot does not matter. Talent will prove out. Plus the the kind of um, reluctance on the Vikings landing spot. Dude, Diggs and Thielen got fed the ball. Jefferson's getting fed. There's, there's two, there's two wide receivers in that in that system. That's it. That's who gets the that's gets the action. So Jefferson, I mean, the guy has the guy has talent. Doesn't matter where you use him on the field, right? There was also speculation. Well, he's a slot guy. What's going to happen there? No, this kid, this kid can ball. He was a slot guy because he had Jamar freaking Chase on his team. Jamar Chase, my love, man. This guy is my wide receiver one going to drafts next year, man. He is the absolute truth. And that is the reason that Jefferson was pushed to the slot. Even though Jefferson is ridiculously talented, and we're seeing that in the NFL, like you're saying. But that just shows you how good Jamar Chase is if he pushed Jefferson into the slot. Sorry, I had to jump in there. (laughs) And I think it's a testament that Jefferson can play everywhere on the field, right? Like absolutely, that makes, that makes him a more valuable uh, wide receiver to me. You know, he's not just he's not just slant boy, which is yeah. that's that's a positive. It hey, I I will also take my lumps. I've taken uh, I I thought about it, and I'm like, who is someone I was super high on? Got to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers back. Actually, I I whiffed on. Uh, I whiffed on Florida running backs big time, but yeah. the, biggest, the biggest one, and I, I don't think I'm alone here, is Keyshawn Vaughn. There just was zero faith in that or, organization in Vaughn once he was brought into that uh, locker room. Not sure what happened, but there's some speculation that he didn't know the playbook. We knew, we know with Bruce Arians that this is a death wish. We saw, we saw Ronald Jones, right, the incumbent there, also have trust issues with. Arians um, for for the time that he's been with the team. So Keyshawn Vaughn, I think, will still be relevant. But when they bring in not one but two veteran backs, there's a big issue. Like, don't even don't don't even. It's not even just Bruce Arians. You got to be worried about with not knowing the playbook. You got Tom Brady in the mix now. If you're not knowing that shit correctly, you will be shut out. Absolutely, Tom Brady. Uh, 100%. This is a great this is a great buy opportunity for Keyshawn Vaughn though because I do think that he has tremendous talent and that he will be um, relevant in this league whether that's with Tampa or not can't say it looks like it's Rojo's party for the rest of the season because Uncle Lenny again is MIA. Healthy scratch what the fuck? 
last minute that almost pooched me on a team. Really? You're still you've got to start him somewhere? Oh, flex appeal. <laughs> hey, don't get me wrong, I love Uncle Lenny. <laughs> I know, I know. I just I don't want to give up the dream. <laughs> me either, man. How how about you, Smoke? Who's a who's a guy that uh a guy that I was super in on that no one I thought I was so ridiculous for saying this. And this goes back to the first episode of the Smoke Show, which was my other podcast, which is on hiatus right now while I reformat it. Um but in the first episode, I made some I made some bold assertions on the season. And one of mine was in reference to Joe Burrow not being the best quarterback uh, out of this rookie class for this year. And uh, my favorite was Tua. I absolutely loved Tua in college. I loved him coming out. I actually loved the landing spot. And uh, I said my number two wasn't even Herbert. It wasn't uh, Love. It wasn't any of those guys. It was Jalen Hurts. So, yes, my favorite or my uh, my pre-draft rookie two behind Tua. Uh, I've loved Hurts for a while. Of course, like recent years, he was sniped by my arch rivals, the Eagles. Uh, <laughs> the offense was moving today like it should have been all year. He earns a win in his first start against the playoff-bound Saints. Uh, not huge stats, but... He belongs to the Konami Code family of quarterbacks, adding 106 rushing yards on the ground today. Uh, if Hertz had been given the reins earlier in the season, I fully believe the Eagles would have had a shot at the division. Not, not a huge shot, but they would have had a shot against Washington, who I believe has the division outright. Uh, Hertz also has red zone rushing value. Uh, which is going to further boost his fantasy worth. Uh, unfortunately, the best thing for the Eagles to do right now would be to lose out for better draft capital, but Hertz gives them less of a shot to do that. Uh, playing him is the right move, though, both for the Eagles uh, and for fantasy players. Uh, think of today as a floor game. Uh, he can be so much more as he gets comfortable, and he can handle big game situations. He did it in college, and I have full faith that he can do it in the NFL. And I mean, when you think about it, your first games against, you know, a top three run defense, that's pretty impressive. I like that comment on, hey, this is his floor. We also, what's really interesting is that what he did for that run game. Miles Sanders' Sanders blow-up game. Fuck! If you don't think that those two are related, they are. Absolutely! This is what this team needed. Whether it's not about who's the better quarterback, this is what the Eagles needed. And uh, it wasn't too long ago that I said you need to bench all Eagles players not named Carson Wentz. This this could change things. I think that it does change things. Yeah. I think that Washington is still kind of running away with this division. But mm-hmm. Who cares for fantasy? <laughs> absolutely. And we know that the Eagles have the talent to play spoiler. Mm-hmm. So. I think it's going to be an interesting run if they continue with with Hertz down the stretch here. I think they should. I think Wentz is done. Uh, barring injury or anything, I think they need to see what Hertz can do. Can he can he take this team? Can he be a leader out there? I think he can. Like I said, he can take big game situations. When Tua went down in college, who do you think stepped in? Yeah. <laughs> I uh, mean. I think that the the narrative is certainly there for him to be something special, even if it's that's the thing is I think we need to temper these expectations for these Konami code quarterbacks that it might just be a couple of years window yeah. that we 
that we see here. And we're seeing that window looks like it's expiring for another Konami code quarterback, probably maybe one of the most dominant Konami code quarterbacks that we've ever seen in Lamar Jackson. And they've got a very important game uh, tomorrow night for Monday night football against uh, the AFC North rivals, the Cleveland Browns, who are surprisingly nine and three, um, even though they've got Baker Mayfield as their quarterback, which is just absolutely shocking. So Smoke and I do a piece every week called One Last Dance, and that focuses in on the Monday Night Football um, contest uh, from Monkey Knife Fight uh, for the touchdown dance. So the touchdown dance, for those of you that have not done it before, is really simple. You pick three players. And then you pick a multiplier on how many touchdowns you think that they're going to score. They score that amount of touchdowns. You get paid out X multiplier. You get to watch some great football. You make some money. You get some fun doing it. And it is honestly the most fun. It's the only, it's the only kind of DFS that I do. And the folks over mm-hmm. at Monkey Night Fight, they support our brand. They support lots of brands out there. So it's a ton of fun to do it. You can use, um, if you're signing up for the first, t- first time, Use promo code TNFF. That gets you an instant $50 match. There's no holdbacks. There's no, you got to, you got to sign up Sally Ann down the street and she's got to sign up with four other people and all this bullshit. You sign up, you put in 50 bucks, you get 50 bucks. It's that simple. And you're supporting True North. So go ahead and do it. So Smoke and I do this every week and I'm going to kick us off because it's my turn to pick twice. And I'm going to kick it off with Nick Chuck. Nick Chubb <laughs> is crazy. He's missed three games, and he is probably going to hit that 1,000-yard rushing mark. In his, in his rookie season, you know, very similar kind of storyline where he missed a bunch – well, didn't miss a bunch of games, but just didn't start a bunch of games, didn't get used. He was like, what, I think it was three yards away from a 1,000-yard rushing season. And – you know he's 200 away, um, and we've got some. Uh, we've got three weeks left. Actually, technically, technically four if you include this. Yeah, four including this week. I think that he's going to hit it. And I look at if the if the Balt if the if the Browns are going to assert their dominance on the Ravens, they need to get a lead early and then absolutely salt this game home with the with the run. I love Kareem Hunt for me, and it's always been a, hey, if I can have them both on my fantasy team, I absolutely will. Chubb is just way more efficient in the red zone. Dude, Kareem Hunt has not been able to get that, to get the rock across the line over the last four weeks. He just hasn't. He's been given a ton of opportunity. Chubb efficiency, like when touching the ball in the red zone, is like 30%. He is, he's a threat. They're both. They're, what's really interesting, this is a rant, but. What's really interesting to me about Kareem Hunt is that he's more of a power runner than I ever thought he was. Like he pounds hard between the tackles. He's not just yeah. a, like he runs hard. Like he puts some he puts some serious miles on that on that body. Chubb is just more efficient in the red zone. Um, he I've all, his snap his um, his touches in the red zone just went up. I just like him better to get in the end zone. Um, Smoke, who do you like? to get in the end zone this week for our monkey knife fight. One last dance. So it feels so short only doing one game this week when we had three last week. 
<laughs> that was almost half our show doing all that shit. But for me, I've only got one this week. And you know what? I'm going to run it back because the Ravens were one of our games last week. And my pick then was Mr. Marquis Hollywood Brown. And you know what? He got that tutter last week. I was right. You should listen to me, you shits. Uh, but he's going to be my uh, my pick again this week. I, I think yeah. – He's going to hit that. I think he's going to start seeing his stride come back. This team's going to start gelling. Ah, the Browns are pretenders, man. They're absolute pretenders. They're like they're like they were like the Packers last year. The Packers did not. The Packers' record last year did not reflect how not good they were. But this year, that's the Browns, man. They're absolute fucking charlatans. Uh, so you know what? I, I think Hollywood's going to get in there, and you're going to see him do some beautiful TD dances. And the Browns secondary has been absolutely ripped apart by wide receivers. Yep. They have they have been decimated. And, you know, maybe we need to have a direct conversation with Greg Roman, but he needs to throw the ball to win football games. Yeah. The other thing, and when I go to my my next selection, it'll be clear. I'm actually going to two Ravens here because I believe that they need to throw the ball to win. And there's another player that they absolutely need to get involved, needs to be the focal point of their offense. But there is a clear path here for a Browns victory. If you let them get the lead and let them pound home the game um, with the, with the run game, they can win. They can win football games. You can't let them get up. No, it's just, it's just simple. So that's why getting Mark Andrews involved. Yeah. <laughs> Getting involved quickly. I mean, hey, the guy's coming off the COVID nineteen list. He, you know, he was uh, in terms of people that are like, you know, high risk. He is that because he's he does have diabetes. So understand that. I hope that he's super healthy. This guy, Mark Andrews, we talked about Kelsey being an absolute monster. Andrews as well has the ability to be an absolute monster. He doesn't see the target volume that Kelsey does. One thing that Kelsey gets. Yeah. He gets peppered like a WR1. You know, um, Andrews is lucky to get five, six targets a game. If the if the Ravens are gonna are gonna win this one and take it to Baltimore, um, take it to Cleveland, which I hope that they do. I think that the I think that the Cleveland Browns are absolute pretenders. Baker Mayfield's a joke. Yes, they need to get both Marquise and Andrews involved immediately because they're elite talents. Yes. Get them involved. Look at the numbers they can put up with the little volume they get. Can you imagine if they were on a team with a fucking competent passer? Like, can you imagine with Aaron Rodgers there? Like, holy shit balls. Anyone. Like, I love Lamar. Lamar is one of my absolute favorites. But, like, a good proper passing quarterback back there? These guys could be absolute destroyers of teams. Hey, maybe we maybe we just need more volume. Maybe we don't even need a lead. You know what I mean? Like w- when you're talking, you're the thirtieth. You know, in terms of pass volume in the NFL, these guys, and that's between like the targets are distributed between two players. It doesn't doesn't make any sense. But there is there is a path here for all three of these guys. So Nick Chubb, uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown, and Mark Andrews to be to be relevant in this one. Um, and we should, I think the point total set at 45 and I think that that's pretty, that's pretty fair. It's one of the better point totals that we've had for these dogs of Monday night footballs lately, but there's a, there, there is a path here that this could be a high scoring game if they can unlock, unlock the pass game. Mm -hmm. 
The other reason I went to Ravens, sorry, I got to say it, is that they they had four running backs taking touches last week. Yep. Gus Edwards led it. Mark Ingram was back. J.K. Dobbins was there. Justice Hill also saw work. Yep. This is a four-headed monster, dude. Uh. I, would, I would love if it was the incumbent role, if the role there was with either Ingram or Dobbins. I mean, Dobbins is who we want it to be with. Dobbins, Mark, no one else. <laughs> sure, but I mean, if Mark Ingram was getting the rock and he was getting his 50-60% snap share, I would have him in there. But he's not. Dobbins isn't. Gus Edwards is in there. Justice Hill's in there. It's just a mess. It's just a mess. So Chubb, Brown, Andrews. Lock it in. That's your Monday night monkey knife fight. One last dance. And Smoke, as we do every week, we do a little bit of a bomb drop. Just, hey, what's going on out there? What's going on in the fantasy world? What's going on in, in life? That's curious, George, I imagine. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> and I think that both of both of ours, I think, are pretty pretty similar here. So I'll, I'll kick us off. And it's just, hey, just, just remember that at the other end of that Twitter stick or, you know, text messages, there's a real person there, you know? Just take a minute. Slow your roll. We're all going through this shitty COVID stuff together. It's a real human. Nobody's trying to, like, fuck you over or get one over on you. We're all on the same team. Just be nice. Be patient. You don't know where that person's been that day. That's it, Smoke. It's pretty simple. I'm just tired of it. People are fucked. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right, man. People, uh, this, this, this situation of this world we live in has been uh, putting some undue added and unforeseen stresses uh, on parts of life that people aren't even aware that they're putting it on. Um, and people feel it. But uh, my bomb drop this week is going to be that uh, fancy can and must take a backseat to real life. And you got to be okay with that. Um, I've consistently put out my pup pup pass for the uh, previous 13 weeks. This week, got real caught up with some real life stuff. Um, you know, we've been trying to uh, close on our um, remortgage for, well, since COVID really hit and everything got locked down in March. Uh, which is a super fucking long time to be doing that. Um, but we finally got it all done this week. Um, and yeah, just, you know, some real shit that happened. I, I got part way through the article and instead of stressing it out, uh, I just put, I put the feelers out there. You know, we had lip sync battle thing going this week too. I did that, uh, uh, music intro for Julian's podcast. You know, I just want to get tidy some things up, but it was a lower priority. Didn't get it done. I put it out there. You know, if you have start sick questions, Hit me up with them, man. Let's get it on a more personal level than me just telling you some names each week. Uh, but sometimes fantasy got to take it back, so you got to be okay with that, man. Uh, this is it can be some pretty consuming stuff, and it is. I I love it. It's so much fun, but you know, balance. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, man. Well, congrats on the remortgage. Hey, that's uh, that's awesome, and mm-hmm. uh, must be uh, must make you must make you feel good. That's uh, you know, that's a big weight off your weight off your back. So everybody, you know, we really appreciate you tuning in. You can check out all of our content on truenorthffb.com. Um, if you want in on our uh, Slack channel, feel free. We can send out an invite. It's popping off. You get 
access to all these great analysts, uh, great fantasy football community. Follow us on Twitter, True North FFB. Um, we push all of our content through there. Slack channel is also really nice because all of our content is just fed there as well. So it's really easy to pick that up. We're going to be doing some exclusive content there. Smoke as well. We've got our lip sync battle. We're taking nominations now. Make sure you get in on that. That's going to be a ton of fun. You'll see, you know, um, what the prizes are going to be for Monkey Knife Fight. Going to be super exciting as well. If you want a Jet Sweep Show Christmas card, a Jet <laughs> Special Edition card, reach out um, to the Jet Sweep Show at Jet Sweep Show and say, hey, I want a Jet Bandit Christmas. Smoke and I appreciate every one of you that tunes in. We love you all. Just try to keep getting better every single week. We'll let you get back to this game. And hopefully there's some scoring to talk about, Smoke. Yes. And remember those touchdown picks for tomorrow. Get your picks in at monkeyknifefight.com. We love you. Thank you so much for coming out, man. Thank you for tuning in to the Jet Sweep Show. Follow us on Twitter at Jet Sweep Show. And follow our co-host Will at It's Harris Time and Smokey at TNFF underscore Smokey. Don't forget, you can find the Jet Sweep Show on Apple Music, Spotify, and everywhere else you can find podcasts.